podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of the Coppin Frackers. Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Copper and Fracas, powered by Touchline Media Group. I am your host, Chris, and yeah, I'm aware there won't be some Arsenal fans um, tuning in this week, so hello Arsenal fans, this is Cop and Fracas. I know you're a little bit hard of understanding you know, basic facts and information that's going on recently, so you know we like to make this pod a little bit more accessible, um, so we'll do our best to be putting everything in layman's terms as we go along. Uh, joining me today to talk about all things LFC, I am joined by Anik, Julian and Ellis. Gentlemen, um, less of a stressful week, in all honesty, for us. Um, so it's pretty pretty calm. How have you all been doing um, since I caught up with you last week? Well, man. Can't complain. Um, yeah. Same shit, different toilet. Been all good, Chris. All good, all good. FA Cup win. It's always nice to win in the cup. Um, how are you doing? Agreed. I'm all right, you know. Um, I've just been going gym, work. Um, yeah, it's it's been some nasty routine, but you know, power through to the end of the week, and I'm and I'm all good from then. Julian, how about you, sir? How have you been? Yeah, man, I'm good, man. It feels like I've had a little break from football. I can't lie. Um, that little FA Cup game that we had, you know, I kind of breezed through that, spend it with my missus. Yeah, it's chilling, <laughs> really. Um, can't lie. Uh, it's been very, very calm. It has been quite calm. Um, it's been quite calm, but we've also been quite aggressively annoyed at the same time, you know, um, with, you know, lack of transfer activity, comments coming out from Salah. I know, um, whoever's annoyed with lack of transfer activity as a Liverpool fan in January, you're just, you're just looking for a headache. <laughs> You're just you're just taking yeah. personal for no for no reason. Like you know the you know the vibes. Yeah, I mean if I think if you came in with any expectation of us spending any money on anybody in January, I think you're you've got full written uh, tattooed on your forehead, in all honesty. Uh, much like that woman who tattooed Drake on her forehead. Uh, some some strange vibes going on, strange vibes indeed. But the one place to be this January, as the fixtures do pile up and we head into a very crucial part of Liverpool season. Is the Cop and Fracas Patreon page. Um, the link for that is in the description for this podcast. And from just £3 per month, you'll get access to a wealth of audio and video content. Some of the finest in audio and video content, if I do say so myself, uh, removing all the bias. Um, the team put in some fantastic work. We've got a lot of shows upcoming and we've got a lot of sh- stuff that we've recorded and put in the vault. So do be on the lookout for the Copper and Fracas Patreon page um, and head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Copper and Fracas and sign up from just £3 per month 
today. Um, let's kick off with the FA Cup. And I thought, I think Alex kind of um, laid a good marker there, saying it is quite nice to do to do well in the cup. The one thing that I did like about it is having the games back on, you know, normal terrestrial TV. I think that makes it a bit more accessible to everybody involved. I hated it being on BT, hated it being on Sky. It just didn't seem, it, 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 you know, we're, I'm from back in that day where, you know, it's back on BBC, ITV, and you're just watching it from there. So having the FA Cup back on terrestrial TV was really nice. Um, and it's always a competition I secretly want Liverpool to always do quite well in, even though we just don't do, the FA Cup for some reason, we just don't do well at all. Um, I remember the Cops first season where we just seemed to be in replays left, right and centre and it was just absolutely abysmal. Um, so it was nice to see him quite, play quite a strong lineup. Um, Els, I'll, I'll come to you first. Shrewsbury, um, they're, they're no mugs. I think you get what you expect from kind of like lower league opposition in these games. You know they're going to be quite physical. You're not going to come in with a specific game plan. And I think the manager and the coaching staff realised that, obviously, with a weird week. It was a nice mix of senior professionals and the kids. Um, you yourself uh, do the Kirby Boys Patriots exclusive pod uh, with David and Farouk now and then. How nice would it see to see some of those uh, young players that you've talked about on that pod get the start in the first team as well? Yeah, it was it was really good. It was really good. It was even better to see them in the, in the mix with some of the senior lads. Because usually it's just a, a predominant youngish team and they tend to struggle yeah. against grown men, obviously. Um, so it was good having a spine of um, a strong first team and having the kids on like, on the flanks and that, which is a bit better because you've got That's why you always hate about that, what they, what they call it, that Papa John's Trophy. That's the weirdest yeah. name for, it, uh, for a football <laughs> prize, by the way. What did you win, lad? The Papa John's Trophy. <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh, one for the CV. Wasn't it? Didn't it be the um, LDV Vans Trophy as well? Was it that? Was that the same thing? Was that changed? Ooh, there's a Johnston's Paint Trophy and oh, maybe that. That. that might. Have I, been I, that. I don't know. The lower, I don't know. Like yeah, no, but I think it was the LDV Vans the... as well. No, you, you tell we're reaching back into the vault there. Reaching for those names. Coca Cola Cup, Worthington Cup. We're from back in those days. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's one of the things you do see when, when you get into that. That's going to absolutely keep creasing me for the rest of the evening now, Papa John's Trophy. Um, one of the big things, things you do see for that when the kids do play is they're going up against first team squads from like League One and yeah. you know, they're going up against grown ass men. And it's, just, it's just not fair. So how nice to see seen obviously them adjust to the physicality in this first team side as well. Yeah, yeah it was pretty good as well. That Obviously, in the first half... Tell of the game was um so Shrewsbury Shrewsbury took the lead. Um was pretty well at goal. They got in behind Connor Bradley, good crossing. Um Konate was sleeping at the near post and he just the striker got in between Konate and Van Dyke. So that was a pretty good goal, but I was really happy with the response. And um from the build up it was Morton into Dixon Bonar, who then give it to Pauls. Oh, that's his name. Why am I pausing on his name? Fucking hell. crazy name to have. I'll be real. Yeah, 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 fan, fan. Imagine if you were having to talk about Julian Dix. Oh, God. Yeah, isn't be... it? Fucking <laughs> 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 He gave it into um, Connor Bradley, and who, who actually found a very well fought full cross into um, uh, Cade Gordon. And 
I want to talk about the finish more so because after the game, Klopp yeah. made a good comment about about Kate Gordon about how he's uh, very mature in his finishing ability. He matures like an adult. Klopp said, and it was a really good finish. So he's taking it on on his right foot. He's had the awareness to like drag it onto his left, and he's like the timing on the finish was really really good. Um, obviously here at Coppen, we've got a lot of time for Kate Gordon after watching him in um in pre-season. So. We're very excited about him. But yeah, a couple of the youths that done well, Tyler Morton and Kate Gordon especially, stood out. Obviously, he's Gordon for his goal, but Tyler Morton for his maturity in that. So he looked like he's starting to settle down, even though he's about 18 and weighs about 20 kg. But he's, he's looking to <laughs> really cement his place. In, Simple in curls for you, Els. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I probably will curl him to be fair. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So some of the players look good, man. Um, Connor Bradley done all right going forward. Um, it seems like Klopp really likes him. Klopp made another comment about him saying that he has the world at his feet and he can be anything he wants. So it seems like he's got a big future at Liverpool. Um, Kate Gordon, of course. Again, he just so most of the kids like like we've been saying in group chats and on pods is that they just need to put on a bit more bit more flesh and that comes with age to be honest like most of them are like yeah, 17 yeah. 18 do you know what i'm saying imagine us at 17 age i know why i look like at 17 18 brother and mate you could have pushed me over <laughs> or just run past me and push me over <laughs> so um to be fair to them i'll give them time to do that um max faultman played it was pretty quiet in the first half he got taken off at half time to be fair he wasn't really in the game but that's i don't, I don't really blame him and he's playing against big ass um, centre-backs who are used to the rough and tumble of League 1 and League 2. So, um, it was a good outing for him. Um, he came on, yeah, again, Dixon. Dixon had a, he had a decent game. He was busy, he looked busy. Um, if he doesn't make it here, I expect him to have a decent Prem career. Um, he looks yeah. Like, yeah, he looks like a, a decent footballer. Too, so, feels very much easy, like he's in that kind of Ovia Jaria scope exactly whereas exactly you're not, yeah. not too sure if he's an eight not too sure if he's a 10 um but you know that he's got the skills and he's capable to do it possibly not in the pub but somewhere else yeah of course and, and that's what happened today it happened um at the weekend so he played that center mid he played on that right hand side of the three center mids then at half time he switched over to the left hand side and allowed um jones to come in and play as a number eight so he played on the left and he, he was all right he was decent i mean he didn't really Obviously, catch your attention, but he just done what he had to do, kept the ball moving, used the ball well. So, um, we'll see what happens to him. Um, who else played? Ford North is that, I don't know how to say his name. If he's listening, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say your name. But he came on. Um, what struck me even, he's absolutely rapid. Didn't know it was that quick. Maybe he's quick over the first 15, but when I saw him, he just looked really rapid. So, again, there's another player that Liverpool are big on. Um, but yeah, all in all, it was a good good performance. Uh, some of the seniors got some good minutes out. Robertson, his first game for a little while, so he got a few good minutes in there. Yeah, all in all, there's nothing to write home, but it was kind of comfortable. The second half, Liverpool just trained Shrewsbury, to be fair. Just didn't really let them get the ball. Just took life out of the game. Didn't really make it a contents. So yeah, we moved uh, Cardiff at home, I believe. It's the fourth round draw. So yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like we're actually getting favourable draws, which makes a nice change because... Yeah, it does. Know. It does, yeah. Um, 
I think last time we played Cardiff was a bit of a thriller at their own ground as well. So uh, it's always a quite quite interesting movie to play Cardiff. Um, Julian, I'll come, I'll come to you. How nice we've seen. I know, I know you're someone who kind of you know goes on about the, the, the lads at the academy looking you know malnourished and just, <laughs> just just generally undersized. How nice we've seen them uh, kind of being able to compete out there um, and and not look quite badly out of place. It was alright. It was nice to see, man. Like uh, it was. I feel like that's one thing with, um, especially in when we mostly see these guys, is that the only platform that they get is literally the League Cup where Klopp is saying, listen, you man, do your thing. If you're not tired, you're not tired in it. But I am not using my first teams for, for these early rounds. Even sometimes when we play against like Arsenal and that. So we'll never really see them along with along with quality. So for example, like we'll never see like a Van Dijk with a Kometeo, for example. Um, so mm-hmm. obviously if he's going to play with Gomez, who's... Gomez or Konata, who's not as senior or not as assured, it's going to affect his game and make him look trash. Um, so, sorry, burped a bit there. Um, so, yeah, it was it was nice to see them in the. I, I, as Ellis mentioned, I liked Kate Gordon's finish. I like that was a very mature finish. I was like, he grown man's finish, wasn't it? Yeah, he was very composed with his touches in and around the box. I liked his finish, but. You know how I feel about these youths, man. Like, I don't really... <laughs> I'll be honest with you, none really inspire me um, enough to, you know, write home about them. Um, I mean, I need to see a bit more, a bit more quality from them. Um, Tyler Morton is apparently, you know, um, you know, he, he's he's one of he's one of the uh, the Kirkman words that's going to break through. I'd like to see a bit more from him. I wasn't a bit... I wasn't too... I've not been too impressed by him since he's come into the team. I just need to see a bit more, especially from a centre midfielder. Um, and again, these youths are just looking malnourished with the same trim, the same like I don't know, Kirk Boys comb, comb over. And yeah, man. But 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 you know, if they keep getting the chances, and what I am happy about is that Klopp is actually using these players um, instead of like you know using, for example, um, Minamina, who apparently didn't didn't play, um, using these young players um, to. To, in competitions like this so it's, it's a good platform for them I would like to see more of that instead of like a Chelsea where you know they just use a, a second a second version of the team or even a Man City where they just use a second version of the team like happy that these yeah. players are going to run out so yeah man I, I'm, I'm I'm happy at the you know the, the chances that they get but just personally need to see more from these players yeah I, I completely agree I think it's, it's we need to have tempered expectations where it does come to Academy players, because let's be real, not all of them are going to make it at the first team. But I mean, I've been I've been pleasantly surprised by what we've been, what we've seen from them this season. Uh, I think Connor Brad Connor Bradley's played quite well. Uh, I think Tyler Morton as well. I think he played really well the weekend. Um, it's nice seeing these kind of really good flashes from K. Gordon, where you know you can definitely tell that there is a player there. I think even Rooney was like really kind of raving about him uh, when we brought him from Derby last season. So sky's the limits for, for for those for those three. I think um, Anik, I'll come to you. One of the big Key takeaways from this game for me was a lot of the senior senior members of the squad who were started or came on put in some really good performances. Um, so I think Robertson had a really good run out. Um, Kelleher again had a very good strong showing between the sticks, looking like a very good capable number two. But the two guys who really stood up, the three guys who really stood up for me, sorry, um, was Firmino when he came on at halftime. Obviously, he gets his goal in very traditional Bobby Firmino fashion. But it's a big boost for him, obviously, coming back. A bit of a slow comeback from the injury. And now he's going to be really needed in these next couple of weeks whilst uh, the lads are away at AFCON. Um, 
you know, one of them fighting for their lives more than the other. Um, so, so I think we'll see Sadler back uh, quicker than, than Mane, in all fairness, after what I saw today. Um, I thought Curtis Jones getting a 90 minutes, even though he wasn't the best, was really encouraging. I think that's just a very good letter to say, you'll be getting some, we need you over the next few weeks, get back up to full games fitness because you're going to be in there. And of course, Fabinho coming in Boston midfield and getting two really good goals as well. How encouraging is it for you to see that these players kind of stepping up and putting in a really good shift over the 90, regardless of the opposition? Yeah, really, really happy with it. Um, obviously, looking at a lineup, you had, you, I, I think I'm glad that Klopp put a lot of faith uh, from a defensive standpoint. So, obviously, he played Konate, Van Dijk, Robbo, and Fabinho. And it was good to have that, that shield there. And it just allowed the youngsters to, you know, go and express themselves and, and do what mm-hmm. they have to do. But you know, like, let's, let's just take it back a bit. Like, when it came down to, to the key moments, fair enough, um, Gordon got his goal. But, you know, for the penalty, it was Robbo, it was Van Dijk involved. Obviously, Fabinho steps up and scores, as he does. For Fabinho, for um, um, the third goal, Canate was involved. And then it landed to Fabinho's feet, who tucked it away. And then Fabinho, uh, sorry, Firmino for the third goal. And for the final goal, it's Fab that was involved. So, it's it's all well and good having the senior players there, and you know it, it, it's clear to, to see that they've stepped up. But I think for the youngsters, like they're good. We got over the line against Shrewsbury Town, but I still think from a starting eleven point of view, we 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 definitely need reinforcements. I think the fact that the senior players played and they stepped up, and you know they they, they assisted definitely in in getting over the line against Shrewsbury. But let's just let, let, let's just take it back a bit here and, and realize that you know maybe this the, maybe this academy and players stepping up from the academy are not going to straight away slot into the first team. What I'm basically trying to say is we still need reinforcements and players from this academy. I don't think are ready to step up to the first team as yet. Maybe in a couple of years, if we can go on a few more um, cup runs over the next couple of seasons, then yeah, all well and good. But I still don't think there's enough in there for, for players to step up to, to the first starting eleven as yet. We we, we don't have a, a deep enough squad and that's exactly what we need right now. Like sorry Chris, I'm gonna go off on a tangent here, but but no, players no, are go, away. Go for it. Players are out it. players are away. Players are out injured. It's January. We've just beaten Shrewsbury Town. People are gonna turn around and say, oh yeah, we had the kids playing oh Liverpool's academies this that and the other. Like let's just take it back a bit. Like we need players now. You know, the the performance, the midfield performance against Chelsea should have been much, much better. Fabinho, I mean, okay, he played well against Shrewsbury, but, you know, we need to see that now translate into the league. And the players that played on Saturday, Morton and Dixon Bond alongside him, like, let's be real, like, right now they're not ready to. So it's like a message to the board, like, you know, we still need players and we still need reinforcements because... We're, we're threadbare at the moment. We really are threadbare. Um, sorry, Chris. I just went off on a tangent then. But it's, it's just getting really frustrating when I start looking at this team and seeing who we have coming up. And it's just so crucial. This yeah, just January yeah, I, time is so, so crucial and it, for us. And it, and it, you know, I, I think fans fans live in a, um, in La La Land, innit? Um, I'm not too sure what we expect 18 and 17 year olds to do that if what's the point of having an academy if you're not going to play players uh, just because just because the squad to your opinion is Fred Bear doesn't mean that these players shouldn't come and play 
Um, it, it doesn't make no sense. So, for instance, against Shrewsbury, Fabinho plays. He needs some minutes. Um, uh, Ox doesn't play. Ox is not in the squad. Uh, Jones hasn't played for a little while, so he plays. Um, obviously, Naby's gone to AFCON. So that's, that's one man down and Thiago's injured. So Milner doesn't play, Hendo doesn't play. So we're not exactly Fred Bear, are we? Yeah, but no, okay. So my point is that the start in the lineup against Shrewsbury Town was, was okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But for me, it's more about the aftermath of that. Like, okay, the, the youngsters have done it, but... Is our academy good enough right now? Do we have players in our academy good enough right now to step up to the first team and, and fill the slots when Thiago's injured, when Naby's off to Alcon, well, when Salah what, and what, Mane are away? What no. academy? What what academy is like? What Okay, what team do you see that they play, yeah, academy product, products if someone does like step out? I mean, we've got a perfect example. Look at Arsenal. Look what Arsenal do. Arsenal brought their Shocking. academy Arsenal. product straight Arsenal. through, and they then they can play for them. Anik, Arsenal, Anik. Are you comparing Liverpool to Arsenal? I'm not comparing Liverpool. Listen, Ellis, I'm not comparing <laughs> Liverpool to Arsenal. I'm saying right now, if we were to go and put Tyler Moore in in the starting lineup against Brentford, do you reckon we're going to win? Uh, I don't know. We put him against Tottenham, and he didn't. Well, obviously, he came off, but we drew to all. I'll be real though. I hope we're not. We're not. He went to Milan. He went to Milan last game of Champions League. Put in a decent performance there. I'll be real with you. Um, I, I kind of disagree with you, Alec, there. Um, I feel like Klopp is utilizing these youth players in the right games like he's supposed to. Um, in the FA Cup, in the FA Cup, um, um, these early rounds in the FA Cup, I definitely feel like he's utilising the players. And also, again, we had a very comprehensive win against Shrewsbury Town um, with a couple of senior play- senior players playing. Um, League Cup, he's literally got us to the, the semi-finals against Arsenal, where I believe he will be introducing a, a few more senior players um, into the team. I don't think... I think you've got the wrong idea in terms of how Klopp is actually looking to utilise these players. Um, as you mentioned, you know me, I'm a harsh critic on FSG and how they've operated in the transfer window. But with the way we've been utilising these youth players, it's been kind of, in my opinion, pretty good. Even though I'm not a fan of them, been pretty good. I don't think it's in Klopp's intentions to, you know, uh, use these um, youth players against, uh, for example, um, you know, bring them on against Brentford. Um, if we're t- if we're like if it's a two-two game or play them or start them against Burnley, I definitely feel like you know he has those players there from the youth that he wants. Like that's on the level like Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, um, that will that are supposed to be like that kind of youth product that we're implementing into the team. But again, the guys that we rely upon for that for that um, extra quality in the in the Premier League game um, or a Champions League game, if need be, are just signals. So. I don't really blame, you know, Klopp or even, you know, feel like we should be looking at the youth being used in such a harsh way, to be honest. Look, I, I just want to be clear. Yeah? I think the starting lineup against Shrewsbury Town, there was nothing wrong with that. There is, I want to be crystal clear. There's nothing wrong with that. It was a perfect blend of senior players and youngsters. My point is more so about the aftermath of the result. People are going to turn around and say, oh, our academy's good enough. We don't need to sign players because players because people can step up to the first team. I just don't think we're there yet. And that's the point yeah. I'm trying to make. Like, 
we can go on I, a I cup run, and I'll be more than happy. If we play against Cardiff, you know, we can put a similar team out, and I'm sure we'll be fine. I think it's just more so the aftermath of it. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we're in a... I don't know, in it for me personally, I, I'm not really big on transfers, in it. You might know that like, I don't really care about transfers like that. But at the end of the day, like, we have to... We have to use a bit of wisdom in it because football's football's not you don't win football games in a transfer market. You can help yourself to win games, that's no doubt about that, but you don't really win a lot of games. Or you don't win like a lot of stuff in a transfer market, in it. You use the transfer market to better your squad. Cool, fair enough. But then you still have an academy, so use your academy in it. I, I don't think Liverpool can turn around. I, I doubt if Liverpool will turn around and say that, oh yeah, we're good enough, we will we're calm. With all these like 17, 18 year olds, there's no way in my mind <laughs> that that the, that the the balls or whoever will say that that's calm because Tyler Morton he's only eighteen, he's played about he's played less than five hundred minutes of senior football. So we're gonna what what can you say about that? Same as Dixon Bond who's only played about one game of senior football. So obviously they they are looking to maybe I don't know they will be able to like, want to bring someone in, but. I think we have to one respect the academy. It's football's a hard thing, you know. I was talking to Anton in the main main pod like, on on Sunday, and he, he was saying that um, he was talking about um, it was a striker at Nottingham Forest. You uh, scored the winner against Arsenal. Oh, uh, Lewis Graben. Yeah, Lewis Graben, and he was saying that when Lewis Graben was younger, he was an elite player. He was really, really good. Well, he didn't say elite, but he said he was really, really good. It's just that when you get to the top, top level, it's very, very hard. It's not an easy thing. Do you know what I'm saying? So now mm-hmm. to take your point on, oh, we shouldn't use this going forward and we should still invest. I, I, I personally don't believe that because, again, you've got Curtis. So these are professional footballers. Like, I don't think they're going to drop dead, heaven forbid, <laughs> tomorrow. They're still going to play, aren't they? So like, let's... Let's tamper our expectations and let's let's try and like believe in the squad a little bit because at the end of the day, maybe summer we might buy someone, maybe January we might buy someone, you never know. But let's let's at least respect the squad a little bit. Yeah, but I'm respecting the squad. We need Ellis, we our transfers got us to the top. They got us to we don't we don't we got we got yeah. I I wouldn't think I wouldn't think for a second that you know when they're playing out the transfers for the suburb. When they're sitting there thinking, all right, we need another midfielder, uh, but we're blocking Tyler Morton's pathway to the first team. I think that's one of those ones where you have to say, unfortunately, you're going to have to hold that um, because more than likely he'll probably go out on loan as well. So, I mean, the only place I think the only yeah. place where they look at kind of um, the youth team and you know the development of that is just when it comes to wing back wing backs. Really, um, I think you know you look at like a, a, a Neko Williams or a Connor Bradley, you can see they can do a decent job at right back. Um, regardless of kind of what, what 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 we think, it's just kind of making them coach up to be that level. But also at the same time, they're just not going to be Trent. So you're going to have to notice. So there is going to be some form of visible quality drop off. But I mean, that's the only place where it's kind of acceptable, really. So um, yeah, I mean, obviously we know transfers is a bit of a contentious issue in in, in general, just because we feel like we're under stocks anyway. So I kind of I, I see both sides to it, but I wouldn't have thought that any of the academy lads are blocking any future transfers from from happening as well. We'll see. We'll see. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree, Chris, to be fair. I don't, I don't think Tyler Morton is going to stop Liverpool from buying um, a top-class centre mid. Even if a top-class, let's say a Bellingham, because it's the same age as Bellingham. If Bellingham became available or something, and I don't, I don't think Liverpool will think, oh, yeah, but we've got Tyler Morton. But, bro, he's streets ahead of him and he's someone that can do a job now. <laughs> what I'm saying that uh, I don't think it, it will stop that. Maybe maybe if we have, let's say Harvey Elliott was playing blindly, Harvey Elliott was fit and he was playing, then you might think, oh, but we've got Harvey Elliott who, like, probably talent-wise, we're not, we're not too sure, but who's also playing the first team as well. You know what I'm saying? So, But I don't think a Tyler Morton or a Dixon Bowner is going to stop Liverpool from going out and, and getting someone. But you're right, we probably do need a couple more fresh faces, but I don't think it's... um. Yeah, I don't know, Alec, man. <laughs> let's see, man. Look, look, let's see. Look, I'm 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 90% sure we're not gonna buy anyone this window, but 90 it's, it's quite 90, clear. 90. I don't okay, know, probably, I don't right, probably 100 percent sure. Yeah, I don't have a 9.99 sure. on that one. I mean, uh... <laughs> but we can see like we all know that you know it's, we're crying out for a center midfielder and we're crying out for, for an additional attacker. It's just uh we just I I I I just want to see reinforcements because we we got to be challenging. We got to be challenging. So yeah, that's just my take on it. I I agree with you about the the midfield. Um, just because my is absolutely kettled with Naby and, and and Ox. It's just to the point where it's like I don't even acknowledge it. I don't think they exist anymore. That's one of those ones. Yep. Um, and the the, the attacker one is so weird because after how things have played out this season. When Origi was banging it in, well, I wasn't actually that 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 concerned. But I mean, still after last week's pod, you know, when we put out that cry to see, you know, if anyone has yeah. seen Divock Origi, please at Copy Fracas. I've still not seen Divock Origi. I st- he's missing. We need. He, we need he, he, he didn't get his move to Newcastle in it because Chris Woods off it on his way there. Hey, that's a good. That's a good sign. That is. I'm a nasty user. So, I mean, I, I I appreciate a good target man. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What's what is he injured though, Origi? I have no idea. I thought it was COVID. That could be. Really? No, because he wasn't even in the lineup for Chelsea. I don't know, man. He's a he's a weird you. I know. Um, speaking of transfers, you think he's when we've talked about outgoings as well. Are you guys expecting anyone to leave this? No one's going, no one's coming in. It's going to be business as usual. We're going to rely on the same man all all day, all all all, all January, and especially with um Salah and Mane going. I think we need as much reinforcements as we can get. I think Liverpool, especially with Edwards leaving at the end of the season, probably can't be asked to scout players that we would really need in January, and probably done the same in the summer. Uh, Klopp and Edwards, and it's the, they just thought, let's just ride it out with this team. So, don't see anyone leaving, don't see anyone coming in. I uh, see us just riding it out and hoping for the best, to be honest. Yeah, the, the one person I'm really shocked that hasn't left yet is, is Nat Phillips. That one, just weird, weird to me. What about, what about you, Els? Do you, do you think it's just weird that he's, he's not left yet? Um, yeah. I don't know if there's a if there's, there's a team out there for him. Um, what's it called? Newcastle was linked with a couple of centre-backs. Well, I think they were linked with Sven Botman. I think they could do with Nat Phillips. Um, mm. 
who else was he linked with? He was linked with Napoli randomly, but they've got Twinsavi now. Um, I don't know. Maybe Liverpool just holding off. See, see what's going on. But um, yeah, it's a bit yeah, it's a bit strange that he hasn't left. But um, well, where did, where can he realistic go? Realistically, go right now. I'm trying to think. Uh, I know it was linked with West Ham. Watford. I think West Ham. Watford, West Ham, Watford. Burnley. There's loads. I think, I think, here's the thing. There's, there's, there's like there's loads of clubs that could do with Nat Phillips, but I have no idea why no one's yeah. purchased him. Honestly, I, I remember. I, I, I remember in the summer. So go on, Julian. Yeah, I was going to say. Honestly, find it surprising how a team hasn't taken upon them. And like all jokes aside, I actually thought like for a player that was able to get Liverpool the top three in his first role. Let's, yeah, his first real season in the Premier League. I think he was quite... I feel like for the price that we're selling him at, he's actually quite a steal for someone like, you know, uh, Newcastle, for example, who look like they're going down, mm-hmm. or a uh, Burnley who, who want to stay up. Like, he's a great header of the ball. I think with a lot of game experience, he could be a steady English centre-back that stays in the league for a while. Like, I'm pretty surprised that no one's actually come in and put, 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 put some money in him, to be honest. Yeah, I think he's I don't down think he's for played regularly enough. Yeah, that. I think he has the. To be honest, like if if you're able to play for Liverpool at the literally the top level, I think he played in the Champions League as well. Mm. I mean, but he's had. But you see, the thing is, he's had six months of not playing. That's the thing. Give him the time to play, and clearly, you can you can get you can get going. I, I, like whatever team takes him, he's going to have to get some game time eventually, uh, mm-hmm. and I think he's a competent enough player to do a job, especially in a team that's uh, that's not as fast-paced, like a very slow team that plays methodical football like a Burnley or someone like that, or even a, a team in the Championship. Like, I definitely think he's he's worth the he's worth the 10 mil asking price that we're asking for. I, I think with um with Nat Phillips, I think his downfall is he's he's not he's not the best footballer. Um, even though we thought that he could do a job at Burnley. Uh, Tchaikovsky is a sick footballer. <laughs> He's actually a very good footballer. Great um, awesome. Yeah, so even though we say that Burnley are route one, like, we have to put a bit of respect on their, on their like, ball-playing footballers. And I, I think Nat Phillips kind of struggles, so maybe teams are looking at that and saying that maybe they want a player who's a bit comfortable on the ball at the top level. Obviously, Nat Phillips' downfall was his passing, as we can see from mm. last season, um, he did get gra- season. the one thing though. He, he got gradually better as the season went on. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. You need to give him game time, like Julian said, so we can see yeah. something there. Um, a lot of a lot of the bottom, a lot of the bottom teams. Some of the footballers, are, some of the centre backs, are really good ballers. Um, Newcastle got Shaw, who's an excellent ball player. Um, Brighton are not at the bottom, but they've got um, Lewis, Lewis Dunk. Dunk. Yeah, good for um, them. He's a good footballer. There's someone else. He's his partner. Who I think is better than Lewis Dunk. His name's escaping me, man. Well, there's two. Well, they used to play Fred at the back. Two of them are, I think, better footballers than Lewis Dunk. Um, yeah, so I think that's where the downfall is for Nat Phillips. But having said that, he still needs to play. And if if he's not playing, you won't see his um, capabilities. There's a market for him, but maybe centre back is not really. What they're looking for, right? Nat Phillips, 15 million. 
Origi, 15 million. Ox, 15 million. That's 45 million to go and spend on a centre midfielder. FSG, go and do it now. I, I, will, I will not lie to you. We're not getting 15 million on that Phillips one and two. Yeah, if you if 15 million for Naby Keita, this club, this club will not have that. 15 million for Keita? I said Origi. I, I, I said Origi. Origi. Oh, Origi. I said Origi, yeah. Oof. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll do that. But I think that's, that's, that's sacrificing so too. So, hold on, Anik. You're telling me you would let three players go and bring in one player? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's mad yeah, that's to me. Wild. That's wild. That is, and this is why football fans should just watch football. Don't worry about <laughs> anything else. Ellis, we're sell to buy. You're letting you're letting three players go, and you're going to bring in one player, so you're going to okay. deplete okay. your squad. Okay. You, you're so well, hold on, on, Anik, hold on. You said that the squad's bare thin, so you're going to de- deplete the squad <laughs> further and just bring in one player. Ellis. You told me, yeah, that we that we have seventeen or eighteen top players that can play in our team, yeah. Answer I don't, my I question. Don't, I don't think. Don't, don't, don't yeah, ask no, me no, no, no question. Gonna, don't ask listen, me no question. Answer, answer my question. question. Okay, I'll answer your question by telling you: look at our net spend over the past five, six years. Okay, it's probably plus three million. In order to get additions into the team, we have to sell. So we're going to sell our fringe players to bring in. Someone of quality, so I'm saying for oh, 45 that, 40 million, we can bring that, in quality. I think mean, that trade off is that that trade off is a magazine. That 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 exchange currency there is that's a an NBA trade. <laughs> yeah, the man said the man said free man, free grown black players for one midfielder that's worth 45 million. So, what fringe? Grown men, you're telling me to, to, to get rid of grown men for for one free grown men for one for one midfielder. Yeah, you might not even do the job. <laughs> yeah, that's we don't insane. have midfielders that can play anyway. I don't want to see that, Morton, Dixon, Bonner, and all these other players. There. I want to see established players in the midfield. I like look at our net spend in order in in order to buy someone. Okay, we have to sell. We know that's the case. Look at the net spend. That's the only way we work. That's the only way we operate. So, so my thought so of getting rid of players man. to bring someone in, there's nothing wrong with it. Because no, Ellis, we need players. I don't care if it's the way we operate. These men need to start spending, please. I can't lie. It's getting ridiculous. Like, nah, forget forget trading three man to get one midfielder in. Fucking put a hundred mil down for for Klopp to spend and let him get three man. We're not asking for much. That's not that's not that's not a lot in the grand scheme of things. I don't even want like a hundred million pound signing or a 70 mil signing. Just free four man, like get them what twenty mil each, thirty mil each. You can find attackers, you can find midfielders that can sit on the bench for a bit, but maybe they can't in it. So who knows? But yeah, man, it's just it's listen, just not listen, listen. I am not buying anyone that's just gonna come here and sit on the bench. That just defeats the purpose. What is happening here? What are we doing? So what is the point, fam? We're an elite team. To, to you have to come to this club and you have to play for this first team. Don't buy no players to like, oh yeah, just fill up fill up the squad, innit? Fill up the squad. That's dead, man. No, that it's not so... filling up the squad, it's filling that, it with quality, dead, Ellis. No. If, we got, million, if we got Bissouma, now, if we got Bissouma for 30 to 45 million, he'll be starting, he'll be playing. He's not just going to be yeah, a French player. Where do you think Bissouma plays for us? Ahead of, ahead of Milner, plays... for sure. If we buy him, he should be playing ahead of Milner, for sure. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get that, but look at the way our midfield operates. 
where would he where would he fit in? That's my only thing with Pasuba. He he could fit into the he could fit into the navigator slash Thiago role. No, he can't. He's a defensive He's not got the progressive passing for it. Yeah, he plays that Fabinho. You can't bring him in because he's not better than Fabinho. So then you're bringing him, you're going to put him in he's where Naby Keita. He's, he's, he he's, he's not a defensive midfielder. He's, he's not just he's a not. defensive midfielder. He can pass and he can move the ball. He's not oh, a defensive midfielder. We can go back and forth over this, yeah. <laughs> yes, you have to bring yeah. me another name. I'm not having Basuma. Like. Are you not talking about Basuma? <laughs> Like, I just closed the chat. <laughs> like, you have to bring me another name. Oh, and by the way, and by the way, I've always said I have. I always, I always said I have. You, just, you, you have been a big, you have been a big Pesuma fan. I think for about yeah, exactly, like, exactly. For, for, for as well, because he has that capability to come in, sit on the bench. I'm not sit on the bench, but knowing that fam, you're at Liverpool at a bigger club, so you will happily have to sit on the bench and earn your place. And also, when you play, you will get game time. Like I don't expect us to be using Fabinho in. 30 plus games in the Premier League season. Like, I expect him to actually get some rest time, especially with him being the only number six that we have. Like, we should, like, if we want to operate like a big club, we have to operate like a club where we where we tell players of that ilk, of that quality, you can come and sit on the bench because we're levels. But no, we don't want to do that. When the rest of our lowers and still play Milner in 2022 at 37 years old, like he's LeBron at the Lakers, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. Today is. Chris, sorry, but before you move on, Chris, yeah, I, I think a lot no, of things no, are like, I think it's a lot of these things are like more people's personal problems and they're not really like, they're not really pressing issues. Like, fair enough, Milner shouldn't really be playing. I didn't expect Milner to play so many minutes in it. But again, I don't think anyone expected um, Javier to break his leg in it. Because I personally thought if Javier was playing, he's definitely playing a lot of minutes in it. But I'm not, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sold on people like Basuma, bro. I can't be honest. I'll be livid. Even though Paul put 45 million on the Basuma's head, I'll be furious. It's not your money, bro. It's not my money, but it's my team. Like, why would I want... I don't want to... No, I think the point that Al's trying to make is if you're going to spend... It's on. It's not on the player itself. It's about the profile of player. So you need someone that could really do the business in that team. So you're telling me... You're, t- you're telling me infringe in in sorry, sign's going to last. But you're telling Bro, me your head is your head is that oh, hot, man. Yeah. The alarm's going. Right. Alarm's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it is hot. But um, you're telling me in, for example, games like for example where we want to rest with, where we want to rest with Bino in yeah. games. Like, I don't know. No, uh, I, I completely agree. I completely agree with that. That you you do need someone who can who can rotate in and out. But but for me, I want someone who can ideally who can ideally deputise there. But can also play on the la- also can play on the, the right hand side of our midfield three. So someone who could technically do what you know Henderson was doing in kind of like 18, 19. So I want someone of that specific profile. Uh, but like Basuma for me, he's just kind of he's a bit too one-dimensional. He's a sick footballer, don't get me wrong. But I think for what we require from our midfield, and it, what we require from our midfield is actually mad when you really do look at I, it. I, I think you guys are downplaying how good. I, 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 I think I, I think he can do the job. I'll be honest. Yeah, I think I think he, I think he can definitely, and I think he's very adaptable enough because he's because with Fabinho, one thing that um uh, Basuma has a Fabinho Fabinho is like the size of him, like allows him to be more versatile in terms of moving into other positions in midfield. So, for example, if Klopp said he wanted to play a safe game where, for example, he would play someone like Milner who's defensively assured more than, you know, our other midfielders, 
he can play Basuma there. And Basuma can also bring a lot more energy and can also actually... Oh, well, I'm not saying Milner's a bad passer, but can also um, play passes pretty well and link up with other players in the midfield and in the tap. So I personally think you guys are down, downplaying yes, Basuma. Maybe at Brighton... Sorry, go on, Julian. Sorry, sorry. I was going to say, maybe at Brighton... He's played in a more one-dimensional role because at that DM role you would have to be like kind of a destroyer, and maybe the only chances you get to show your te- your technique is when you're passing maybe five or six yards to your other midfielder. But I definitely think at Liverpool he can come in and do a job, especially when Fabinho is needing of a rest or probably potentially injured. God forbid. Maybe, but I, listen, I'll give you a hot take here. This is the hottest take you're ever gonna get. Naby is streets ahead of Basuma. That's, this is the hottest that. thing. That's what we So would you much rather have Basuma that could play a consistent 25 games as opposed to getting 5-10 games out of Naby Keita? Um, a James Mills well, that's, that's really good, good enough well. and Henderson. Availability is the best ability. Availability is, is the best ability. It is, and man. That's... that's... It is, we know, but, we know um, what Navigator can bring, but we're just at the point where we even just look past it now because what's the point if we're not going to get it? Why are you going to show me something that I fuck, can't fucking have? Like, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, so don't just know. out of... Um, I'm just looking at Basuma's kind of like per 90, by the way. Um, progressive passes for kind of midfielders. Uh, he's in the twenty-two. He's in the twenty-two percentile. So fucking hell, blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know the stats probably aren't there for him. But if he's playing, if he's playing in a clock system consistently over twenty, twenty-five games, he'll be able to adapt. He'll be able to learn. He's only twenty-four, and he's got an. No, I'm not saying that. You know, no, no, that's true, real. But he's he's not the type of guy that I personally need right now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I need a top, top player, top like. Henderson is on his last leg. Um, Milner's got to leave. Thiago's got one leg. Um, Naby hasn't got a hip. So, I think I need, so, I need Ellis, to... so, Ellis, the you thing, gave me all is... these injuries. There's nothing wrong with having a player similar to Basuma that can just come in, just just take the punt instead of waiting around, waiting for the right person to come along. No, no, you have, to, you have to wait for the right person. No, yeah, you have to work for the right person. I'm, I'm not here for that. Oh. Fam, it's 2022. Why do I want to take the pump? We've got so much statistics out here. So this is why we bring the statistics in. Do you know what I'm saying? So, so that you can level out the playing room, so you can like weed out all the all the so, like rubbish players, man. Like it's not about. So we don't sign anyone then. So Fine. that that just so means me. we're not going to sign anyone because we're just going to be so waiting me, around, twiddling our thumbs for for the right person to come along. Yeah, and this is another yeah. thing I want to say. I want to say to I want to say this to Liverpool fans, yeah. Chris, again before you move <laughs> on. Do you really <laughs> think? Yeah, do you really think FSG, yeah, FSG, who are an investment company, who have bought Liverpool for three hundred million, yeah, have made Liverpool free, made Liverpool into a three billion club? Do you think they just sit around and just twiddle their farms? Do you think that this, it's just like, yeah, whatever in it, let's just let's just fuck, fuck these fans off a little bit more? Do you really think you Liverpool fans think that? Is it because I'm, I'm baffled in it? Because remember, I was staying in the group chat a few weeks. Ago, like, I'm confused. Like, do we feel that? FSG just are just chilling in their offices, playing Nintendo Wii, or like swapping, I don't know, Pokemon cards or something. I, I personally, I, I don't think they are, you know. Yeah, yeah well, it's 
it's funny because you know Liverpool are not the only club that FSG owns, so it's not like you know they're twiddling their thumbs and and playing playing Pokemon's like you said, of course. But there is that it can be suspected by some fans that operations to do with Liverpool isn't a main priority at all times for them, and investment in Liverpool because of what they've seen as success in terms of numbers, finances and trophies over the last two years is a reason for them to rest on their laurels and not really want to and be more reluctant to spend. That's what people can say. Because let's be real, like, yes, if FSG were a company where they own Liverpool and it was just Liverpool that that, that was their, their, their franchise and that's all they had to do, then of course there's less for them, less reason for people to believe that. Or, oh yeah, they're just twinning their fans thinking, yeah, man, this is chilling now. This is chilling now, Jays. But no, you know what FSG are? They're an, an American investment company who have multiple investments in other places, in other sports, in other franchises. And it can be suspected from fans that their priorities are not with Liverpool at certain times, like now and over last summer and in certain summers. And maybe this summer their our, their priorities might go back to Liverpool because they they can see that their assets in terms of not winning trophies and like let's just hope we win the Champions League and they may be like okay let's assess that we've you know had players like God for, like let's just hope Naby Keita who are injury prone who are earning this amount of money let's get rid of him Klopp may go to them on a more serious tip like all right it's time for us to fully rebuild and get something done and he may come with a more, you know, cohesive and also with a new sporting director with Michael Edwards going, come with a more cohesive plan. But let's be real, man. Like people can have the right to think that Liverpool's not a priority for these owners because again, they've shown many a time, not just this is not no not just this summer where this where this feeling come from that many a time they have been reluctant to spend or, you know, have a model where it prevents them from being more aggressive in the transfer market. Mm, I, I think that's capping it. I think they just try to build a squad. Then every summer, they just try to add one or two players in in into the squad. For instance, they added a Jota, who's about twenty four at the time. They added a um, Konate, who's about twenty two at the time. So obviously, no, no one you can't really make amendments for in long-term injuries and whatnot. But I feel that they've tried to build a very strong, uh, how would I say, nucleus of a squad and just try to add things around them. And also they try to implement the youth, um, bringing in a Jones, bringing in a Harvey Elliott, bringing in a Nico Williams. I think that's that was the plan. Um, obviously, fans want more signings in a market that's really kind of hard to improve Liverpool but it wasn't though was it it, it was it was bro, bro it wasn't on. though was it like we, we it, was, it was it was a hard that's what I mean they, they'll promote they'll yeah, promote yeah, players from the academy how many how many wrong all of the things that, all of the things that you just mentioned building the nucleus is is uh, building the nucleus and implementing youth players into the team I'm all cool. I'm all cool with that but and also don't get me wrong as well like Klopp and Edwards have to be held accountable if this season does not go to plan because they are the ones who ultimately are the ones that are supposed to apply pressure. And when it comes to Klopp speaking out on things like signings, he's kind of brushing it off and telling us to be happy with contracts. So, of course, it's not all just down to FSG. 
Klopp will have to hold some of this corn at the end of the season if things don't go to plan. And it's not a corn to the point where we're like, oh, Klopp, you need to leave the club. It's like, whoa, like, you told us, you know, and, and let's be real, like, we are a team that's competing for the major honours. If we don't reach those those expectations, and it's been two seasons since we have, fans have every right to be asking what's going on and to be very, to be upset. But at this point, it looks like most fans are resided to the fact that we're not going to win the league. Champions League, we'll have to see. But yeah, like let's let's not let's not get it wrong. Like the fact that we have had what looks to be poor foresight in terms of challenging for the league with Man City, relying upon injury prone players, players that are not really good enough as backup. Can't lie, man, it's 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 not it's not good. It's not good on all ends. Not just FSGs on Pops and Edwards too. So what so hold on. So you want Klopp and Mike Edwards to go against the owners even though they are 100% down for what's happening. Like I said to you on plenty of occasions, there's not a chance Klopp stays at this club if he doesn't agree with anything that's going on. I've never, asked, a- I've, never, I've, I've never asked him to go against his owners. Like, you can't go against your owners because at the end of the day, they're, gonna want, they're the ones that are writing the checks. But to, to, to kind of, in some ways, patronise fans for not being happy with the fact that there was no transfer activity because they knew, for example, a season like this where injuries and where their competitors, Man City, will have the capacity to uh, keep up and win 10 games in a row like they're doing now and be ahead of us in the league by some distance as we speak. Yeah, like, you can't expect and come up with comments as you did in the summer to be like, well... Yeah, well, you should be celebrating the fact that we've signed new contracts. Like, forget about transfers. Like, come on, man. Let, let's be all like, yeah, fans but, have like, a... I think it's true, but at the same time, when we signed the likes of Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah, like, there's a few fans who were happy with those signings. Few fans. And that's I, for one, I, I, for one, was like, fam, what's going on there? Like, we should be out there getting Mario Goldsar or um, Julian Brandt or getting Salah and we're getting money. Then all of a sudden, these these lads have turned into world beaters. Like obviously, not everyone's of that talent, and you can't find them every player like that. But I, I feel that sometimes fans get over themselves and feel that. Like let's not get me wrong, fans are entitled to their opinion. Every fan is entitled to opinion. You are in it, but if you haven't got the facts and if you haven't got everything in front of you, I don't know how like we can make strong, definite opinions about what the club should be doing and what the club shouldn't be doing. Like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me that. Um, I was just flicking through like some stuff in my head. Ten years ago, or is that twelve years ago? We played Northampton in the in the Carling Cup, and we lost to Northampton at home on penalties. And I looked at that squad, I thought, "Fam!" And that was like the first season. No, I think FSG came in in the October, and that game was in the September. And I think in the, in the twelve years they've come, they've turned this club around to the fact that where we can have these kind of discussions, you know. And and I think we should obviously find we should want better players at a club, but it, it doesn't really like work like that. Do you know what I'm saying? It's it's hard. Right. These yeah, go on. Yeah, I was going to mention you meant you mentioned in the Northampton and the the the, the old days, the the old days like uh, Snoop uh, Snoop uh, Snoop from um the wire mentioned like the old yeah. days. It's it's fine. Like don't get twisted. I appreciate how much how far we've come, especially even forget even from ten years ago, from six years ago, from when we first had Klopp. I appreciate how far we've come. And you also mentioned that. 
we bought Sergio Mane and Salah and we never knew what kind of players they, um, they would turn out to be. Yes, I'm very appreciative of that. I'm happy that Klopp was able to shut me up when I had a headache when we first signed Sergio Mane. But I always say this, like we've done well and FSG has done well to build success. I can never fault them on that. And that's one thing I will always, even as myself, as someone that's not been happy too happy with them over the last two years, held them up for. They built success in the right way. Kept profit margins very high. Um, kept losses low, kept debt low. Um, built players that were not, you know, superstars into real superstars, into the best players that we've, that the league has seen, that our club has seen. But we've built that success. We don't look like we're doing a good job of maintaining it. And I can only go off the last two seasons where, let's be real, fuck-ups in not signing the fourth centre-back really affected our season because up until, what, January, we was in and around the top of the table, I think even eight points clear. And the moment, you know, Matip, um, Matip got injured and we didn't have that fourth centre-back, our season fell apart. And then going into the, that January, we wait until the very last day of the transfer window to sign a player on loan and a player from Preston. And then to still proceed with Nat Phillips and to still proceed with Henderson at the back is just ridiculous. And also Klopp has to take some responsibility for that. So then you go into Jan- you go into the summer and you don't spend apart from the one centre-back that we've needed last summer. And then we have a season like in the Premier League at least, where City look like they're about to run away with it in January. So yeah, like it's cool mentioning how far we've come, but how far we've come shouldn't be the B1 end of what happens in our future. And we still have some time we've left with Klopp. And it genuinely feels like we're, we're wasting a lot of time with this lack with this lack of investment to actually compete with C, in my personal opinion. We lost one of our mainstays. We, we, we lost one of our mainstays at the summer in Wijnaldum. And we, we, like, we put so much pressure on Harvey Elliott to, to come in and replace him. Like... No, he was, didn't. Uh, not Mabby. Wijnaldum. No, no, no. Yeah, we did. Wijnaldum was our mainstay. He was. He averaged. He was. He was averaging like thirty guy, thirty-five games out of thirty-eight a season for us. You know, he was our mainstay. He knew exactly what that midfielder was about. Now look at our midfield. Now look at it. We don't even know who's playing. Yeah. There's no sort of stability. No sort of structure. Yeah, so what, man? That's massive. Last season, love. Last season, he wasn't. He wasn't really doing much last season. So to be quite honest with you. Like you saying that we we'll we didn't put no pressure on Harvey Elliott, bro. He was just very, very good, and we played him. Like those people are still there. Like, I, yeah, I don't, don't want to hear nothing about Genie, man. Honestly, <laughs> I can't lie. Yeah, I want to hear nothing about Genie, either. Yeah, I ain't, um, that's what I'm going to end it there. I ain't trying to hear no wine album. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Find out why Arsenal fans were crying for the entirety of last last week after these commercial messages. Okay, and we're back. Um, I thought it was just dead funny last week how Arsenal fans decided to become Q and non um, posters and come up with like mad theories in their own head. Moving like Scully and Mulder, bruv. Moving like Scully and Mulder, trying to investigate everything, bro. Just sit down and just hold it in it. Like, what? Like, I don't know what. I don't, sorry, Chris, I interrupted, but sorry, carry nah, on. Nah, go for it. I'm enjoying it. Well, I was, I was going to gonna be like, fam, Cop done, you look dirty, innit? You're going to have to eat that one. Like, 
I don't really, to be honest, I can't lie. I don't want to be that podcast where we try to explain and try to be innocent. Let's keep it real, Coppin. Bruv, you don't care, innit? Like, if Cop done you dirty, so what? Hold that. Play us next week. Play us this week. Calm. I don't know why you're crying. It's only the Carabao Cup, man. Like, the funniest thing about it is they've basically they've kind of gone on like, oh, Liverpool have got some big advantage from cheating. I, I don't you know how. From you, from Arsenal. Bro, we, we've, we've, lost, we've lost the advantage of having the second leg at home. So I don't know what we've gained from this particularly if we have cheated. Yeah, man, hold that, man. We're playing you lot next weekend at your own stadium. I'll be there in the stands. I, I honestly hope we pipe them and then we just go watch it or just on vibes because, yeah, man, dead team, bro. You know what it is, yeah? Liverpool is footballing royalty, yeah? It is what it is. If we dwindled the results, so be it. Arsenal fans complaining, yeah, is what's really doing my head in because we did not gain an advantage from this, okay? Whether whether we dwindled the results or not, we did not gain an advantage because we now had to end up playing a few days later. we got Arsenal now. The second leg against Arsenal is is in between our game against Brentford and Palace. So do you reckon that gives us enough time to recover, play against Arsenal and then against Palace when we wouldn't have had to play that Arsenal game between Brentford and Palace? It's just it's just not adding up. The fact that they're coming out with these conspiracies as well, it's just like, just forget it. Just hold that because we're, 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 we're Premier League royalty here. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm not too sure why they're crying, man. I mean, obviously, we said on a pod on Sunday where it sets a president, but fam, at the end of the day, Set a president or not, man, it is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> like, why would we cheat? And I, and I think that what also crossed my mind is that Liverpool will know the rules inside out. There's not a chance. There's no way that they won't know the rules and what they're doing. So either way, if if we just took advantage of a slip in the rules, fuck it, man. It is what it is, bro. You just have to you just have to live with that. And what what killed me was that I thought the game was um. I thought the game was like written off. I don't know we got he got moved to the twentieth. But yeah, doing all this talking, so, so, thought, it, oh, right, so it basically got shifted. It got shifted a week, and we we got actually play the Arsenal game in between two Premier League games. So, so if anything, for? we're at a disadvantage here. Of course, we you know are. what's funny. Do you know what's funny? You're like, if it's if you if Arsenal fans were actually like away from their like agendas that they have for this game to actually ask themselves why would Liverpool postpone this this fixture they will come up with nothing they'll just be confused because there is no like logical reason apart from rest which is at this point not even rest because we're just going to pile on more fixture, fixture, fixtures for us anyway by doing this why would we like fake like results just to not play a game it's it's dumb, but if we did, I'm I'm game if we did just just on a skangman thing because I can't lie, I, I just want I just want to see the fume. I don't really care, man. Why are you I'd like? It's it's the Carabao Cup, man. Like, why are you upset, bro? It's like they the the thing is for them. I I I, th- I think they had a slight inkling that they're gonna win. I think I think they probably felt that they were gonna beat us. I mean, I'll tell you this for free. You they know, are you not know what the funniest... gonna beat us at all. You know what the funniest thing is. They'll parade that and they'll be like, oh, this is a massive win for Arsenal. Whereas us, we'll just win the Carabao Cup. And you know that picture where Kanye puts his Grammy in the toilet and just pisses on it? <laughs> Literally. Literally. 
like, all right, cool. It's you know, you know, when JD Kiss went, it's good, it's good, but it's, it's not, not quite bro, good bro. enough. No, it's not enough. I mean, like at this point, at this point, I would not give a toss if we lose in the final. And if you get to the same final, normally you would be like, yeah, man, let's let's try and do it. But I would not give a absolute fuck if we lose in the finals. To be honest, we've, give, we've, 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 we've given we've given their crybaby fans an, uh, a, a, enough time, and you know, hopefully, we we kept that argument and discussion simple enough for them to understand um, what we were talking about. Because, like I said at the beginning of the pod. They were having trouble understanding the situation and what was going on um, through various Twitter spaces and ranting videos that I saw. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, good good luck to you, man, and in, in, enjoy the rest of your season. Isn't it? Um, we do play them on Thursday. How strong are you expecting us to go? Because for me, it's one of those ones where we've reached semi final. Might as well just go on and win it now. Um, still think it's a bit mad that it's two legs, which is absolutely bizarre. Um, so, for, so for you guys, what 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 kind of team are you expecting to see? Something similar to what we had on Sunday, or just a little bit stronger? I, 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 I would say go go full strength, beat them, win. Simple, let's win. What are you doing with the keeper? Playing Allison. Fuck it. No, I'll play Keller. He's been really good. I like him. Well, I would go. Um, I'll go half and half. I'll go. I'll play the good players, the good youths. You know, maybe a young Kate Gordon. Um, you know, uh, if Curtis Jones is there, play him. You know, I want to see the good youths. I want to see Gomez. I want to see Gomez and Canati or Gomez and Matip because Canati's played a few games. Um, maybe I don't Nick think Curtis. the team we put out against Shrewsbury beats Arsenal. I'll be honest with you. No, nah, you're no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. You're taking the piss still. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You know, I, 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 I don't think right, that. You're right. You're, you're, not, you're right. You're right. I can't lie. You're right. You're so right. not with the midfield. We need to anyway. go a bit, bit stronger. Yeah, we need to go a bit stronger against them. Is Thiago? Oh, nah. <laughs> nah, Thiago's probably not fit. Oh no, Ox can play because. To be honest, it, it kind of just goes. With what it kind of depends on what Arsenal want to do. If Arsenal go full strength for this Carabao Cup, because. Maybe they'll need it, and that's the only chance of silverware this season. Then, if we try to play like Cometio and all these youths, like and Tyler Morton, then I don't know. But I would go, I would go semi full strength, but with the good youths, the good players, the ones that can ball, not these malnourished ones that we keep finding in in Melwood. <laughs> well, obviously, they're missing. Arsenal's point of view. So sorry to interrupt you there, Chris. Arsenal's no, point no. of view, they got a big game as well, North London derby as well. So oh, yeah. they're gonna have one eye on that. And that's a big game for for top four, whatever, whatever they're battling for down there. Could be us soon. Nah, I'll be that was one of the funniest things I saw um from, from that tweet you sent out earlier, by the way. So it was like, where'd you see us like five years down the line? A lot of people going eighth and ninth. Uh, yeah, some some people are a bit. I can't. Some, some people, people are, are over dramatic in it. Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah, yeah. Right, come on, man. So it won't be that bad. I hope. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Yeah. Uh, else, what, what what are you thinking? Kind of. What what would you what would your midfield be that you play for this? Um. Probably. I'd probably go. Jones, Fab, Morton. To be honest. 
actually think that's not not a bad shout, you know. Oh, yeah, flogging yeah. five, bro. Nah, I think um, we are flogging yeah, him. Who? Flogging yeah, five? Yeah, we're flogging him still. He... Man, 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 he'll be all right, man. He's a, he's a big boy, fam. In the hours, bro. He's a big boy, fam. Um, even with five, I, I, mean, I mean, I don't think, even if he plays, let's say Henderson's on the bench, he plays that 60 minutes. Like, he doesn't have to play the whole 90 minutes. Play 60 minutes, bring on Hendo for the next 30 minutes. Calm. Um, I can't lie, you know. I wouldn't even mind a uh, uh, Millie, uh, Millie, uh, Morton, um, Oxmith Ford. I'll be no, I'll that. mind that. I'll mind that a lot. I keep it true. I don't really care about this competition. Like we, that, we, we, no, we need. We need got to have Fab. We got to have Fab. Nah, man. I care about the camera like that. To be wasting Fab's minutes, man. Come, on, man. I just want to beat Arsenal, man. I just want to beat Arsenal. Uh, I could see a more. I could see a Morton, Milner, Jones midfield. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that still. That's Which a bit isn't that bad. Off front yeah, is where I think it's interesting. Um, yeah, I think Minamino. Definitely, I think it'll be a Minamino uh, for Mino. So I Minamino. think it's going to be Minamino on the left, Firmino yeah. through the middle, and then Kay Gordon on the right. Yeah, so do I. I think Jota plays. I think I think Jota plays. I was just going to say yeah. I think Jota plays after what he's done against Leicester. I think he'll play. Yeah, yeah. and maybe Firmino drops out. Yeah, true. Mm. No, I, think I, I, think, I feel I like he'll give. I feel like he'll give Firmino sixty just to keep the legs going. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be Firmino, Minamino, and Jota still. True. Well, if Origi was there, I would have said um, Origi instead of Jota. But yo, where is Origi? Where is he? Where is this guy, man? <laughs> we need to hire some private detectives to find him. Where is this guy? If anyone's Again, seen, him, let us know. <laughs> listeners, if you have seen Divock Origi in the Greater Liverpool area. Please alert Cop and Fracas at our Cop and Fracas and myself at, at Christian underscore Mama Two Four. I'm very worried. Missing, he actually went missing when he was actually useful. Like when you started to actually. That's the most frustrating thing stuff, about it. Uh, you just ghosted, bruv. This that guy, man. He's probably got loads of stuff to do at the uni and he's looking for scholarships and stuff. Who's approved next year? Um, yeah, <laughs> um, what are you all thinking for the result then? First, first leg, downfield. I reckon it's going to be fairly packed. There's going to be loads of people's first games and stuff. Nice little 2 0 win. Uh, yeah, I was going to say 2 or 3 0. No, actually, 3 1. We'll, we'll concede. But yeah, I, I think it'll be 3 1. I think it'll be 4 1. Something like that. Something like Something like that. Yeah, man. He's asking you something trash from. I'm really interested to see what team they play because it's, I can see them I, half going going half strong, but I don't know. They've got absences of, of their own, in it. So obviously, I know he's not. I know he doesn't really play, but Pepe is is he at Afcon? Yeah. Partey is. It was at Ocean Beach. <laughs> Partey's at Afcon. Um, I think ESR's got COVID as well as Jacko. Yeah. I thought he was about to say ESR's at AFCON. I know he's like got some black in him, but I was about to say that. <laughs> 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 Imagine secure yourself a Sierra Leone passport with Stephen Colcock. Where's the Stephen Colcock, bro? It's good seeing him back on the fish, too, after everything he battled, you know. I think they, and they got, a, they got a clean sheet, to be fair, against Algeria, so... 
big out of him, man. Was it, that's a big scalp, you know. Fam, like, they won it last time. Was it Algeria? Yes, Algeria, yeah. I know you got some strong thoughts about the AFCON coverage. I've only watched like a little bit of it uh, just because I've been like mad busy with work. But uh, they've done the usual Sky thing where they just brought the rights but put literally zero effort into it. Yeah, man, what was the point? She just left it to Eurosport, to be honest. Um, at least that with Eurosport at halftime, we got some analysis. Um, with, with Sky, they're just giving us replays of what happened in the first half. Like, bro, I just spent 45 minutes watching the first half. <laughs> I know what happened. Like, what's going on there? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're giving you highlights with the Vuvu Zillas just being in the background. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, roll I watched the 45 minutes. I know what happened. Um, again, there's no preamble. There's no preview. There's no post-production stuff. There's no nothing. It's just... I find that yeah. I find that so baffling as well because you could you can clearly see, you know, with all the transfer stuff and the morning show the Sky did, they've obviously identified influencers and, you know, podcast network, podcast networks as, you know, uh, a source of growth for them um, on the channels. So I, I felt I think it's mad that they've not identified a network, much like Touchline, where you know, big African descent uh, people uh, people on the pod, bro, just plug into a smaller network and let them run the thing. You know what I mean, oh, it's literally that. Like, even I made a comment, like tongue in cheek, but you could have got a young Fanny Coke from. Yeah, like, you could have got him just to do your your co commentary. Um, there's 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 a lot of a lot of players. What's his name? Steve. Uh, what's his name? Mwamba. Could have got Mwamba. Who else? I mean, yeah, like you said, man. There's there's so much you could have done so much with it, and even Sky do that thing in the morning on um, before. No, is it Sky? Before seven yeah, a.m. The, the... Oh, that's that social show. Yeah, 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 yeah. That social show thing. Yeah. I mean, you could have got, you could have got, you could have got Harry Pinero for fuck's sake. They ain't trying to give man in the budget to be flying out to Africa and, and have them peak cameras there, bruv. They don't give a shit, fam. They don't give a shit, fam. It's just there because you like, all that. If you want to watch it, you can watch it. I don't, don't think it costs a lot to buy the rights to African Cup Nation. I don't think, let's be honest, like, were there really crazy bidders out there? Sky Sports was like, oh, yeah, man, might get a couple of views here and there. They, they, should shit, man. they should have just left it for Eurosport. But I think even then, like, it's, it don't cost that much to have, like, a couple man in the studio just talking about what they saw and, like, do you know what I'm saying? It, just, it don't cost a lot, man. I, I just feel that like it's was, it was a waste of everyone's time. Like, it's like, you know, so, and especially when your biggest face is in the, in the Premier League, in this, like in mm. England, are, are are African, like your Mares's, your Salas, your Mane's, even even your yesteryears, your Didier Drogba's, your Yaya Torres. I uh, can't lie though, Ellis. Let's keep it real though. Like, and you and you've been watching Afcon, yeah? Has there been a lot to analyze? Really? There is. There hasn't been, but bro, I've sat here and watched. I've seen more analysis on League Two games from. Awful games, awful league, league two games. Fair enough, but league two games are a bit, you know what I mean? Like, you're nah, telling, me, you're telling me they couldn't get Don Goodman to do Afcon? Like, come on, come on, man. I'm just asking, man, because I can't lie from what I've seen and from what I've heard. It, yeah, the, there's the quality, not, yeah, the quality is not, yeah, the quality is not good. I, I'll give you that, bro. The quality is not the best in it, but <laughs> you're playing on you're playing on pitches which probably don't have any license, any groundsman. Um, it's, it's always hot, it's just bare dry. Bare bumpy, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a level playing field. Ever since I've been watching AFCON, 
like the top players. Yeah, no, like, one, I'm saying, yeah, no one plays good. No one plays good, but even Samuel Etu, these men will come to Europe, bad up everyone, just quicker, stronger than everyone. You go back to Africa, that was a level playing field from <laughs> the right back yeah, is yeah. as strong as you. The yeah, centre back is as quick as you, bro. Yeah, was getting his chest slapped in every bro, single all the time. I will come and all pull time, out fam. and bully the whole league and bully the Champions League like a skang man. I can't believe it, bro. Afcon is not real. It's, Actually, Afcon, it's just a level. No, nah, Afcon is real. It's like plugging yourself out of the matrix. It's like whoa. Like when it's, you're when you're a PMP guy, you can't you can't you can't trick anyone, bruv. You know what I'm saying? Is it, I, I, like I said, like, it's just a level playing field, isn't it? It's just now it's a level playing field. Your tech goes out the window because again the pitch is absolutely <laughs> atrocious. But having said that, bro, I know the quality is not the best, but mate, I've watched some rubbish championship games. Absolutely horrendous. Like I've, I've watched a few boring European games as well, so. Like we shouldn't. I'm not. I'm. I've I've seen rubbish games at the top level as well. That like, it's not really. Like you're telling me that like, you're gonna sit down and watch Burnley versus Newcastle, you bet? Nah, not me. Star. I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not sitting down and watching Afcon either. So yeah, I'm not going to ask. For me, it's an average thing. Average thing, in it. Nah, for me, Congo are too shit to be in it. So I can't even bother. <laughs> yeah, I'll be keep it real. Just hating, hating from the so, side. Ah, oh, fuck them, man. <laughs> bro, but at least, at least your nations have got decent footballers, isn't it? All, all I know is cricket. That's all. That's it. Bro, we've got Wan Bissaka, and he don't even want to. He don't even want to sign up and play for us. It's crazy. Bloody hell. Um, just pulling it up now. Give me a second. Um, obviously Mohamed Salah. Um. Currently, I've come with Egypt. Was on the cover of GQ um, for next month. Big achievement, massive achievement. Um, looked very dapper in his um, in his photography, has to be said. But there were some uh, interesting comments that did come out uh, in regards to his contract situation. I'm looking for the quotes now, but I can't find them, which is always great. Um, but he said something along the lines of, and this is just me interpreting. Um, the club are aware of you know the demands, and he's very much in their hands about what he about you know what to do next. Um, what do you guys realistically take away from that? Sorry, I found the I found the quotes now. By the way, I want to stay, but it's not in my hands. It's in their hands. They know what I want. I'm not asking for crazy stuff. I love the fans in the club, but with the administration, they've been told the situation is in their hands. What do you take away from that? Of contract, I think is I, I personally don't think it's money. I think they've offered him an amount. I think it's years because him saying I've been here for five years is very telling for me. Mm. Like, why was you, why why are you so specific on the years he's been there? Um, so do you think he wants he four instead of three? Like, yeah, that's what I think. I think he wants four instead of three. That's yeah. Yeah, I was I was I was actually speaking with um with Ellis about this this morning, and I agree with the time, um the, the timing of it because like, we've seen that in the past how FSG have been a bit reluctant to give older players long term contracts. Yeah. But I also feel like uh from what we've also heard from journals as well is that 
um, they've all, he's also questioned like, all right, cool, what are we going to do going forward in terms of what the team which he's got, like? which he's got every single right to say. And yeah, well, he does because it's not like it's not like it's something that's been in, that's that's not happened Liverpool before. Um, we've asked Torres. Um, Torres even explained it um, a couple of years after he left. He literally said, "Money's not a problem at Liverpool to get because they would have given me anything." But what was we doing going forward to to for, for myself? And then he said that the visions weren't weren't aligning, and he ended up going to Chelsea. And obviously, to be fair, that that man did see Christian Paulson and Paul Kinchewski walk through the door, so exactly. I don't blame him. Too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that that's a mess. If I saw that, so my head would be gone as well. But Salah definitely feel like going forward, he's and let's be honest, like. From what we've seen this summer, the players didn't look too too happy. Um, when you know that we had the, we had these little sound bites and interviews after when it was all on um, internationals about then being no transfer um, no transfer activity. So maybe that could be a thing that plays a part in Salah going forward. Because let's be honest, he wants to win as well. Like the way he was talking this season about wanting to win, the club needing to go forward, like pushing forward. Like he he knows that as much as he you know, is is the superstar of the team and the best player to play in the team and will get most of the goals, he still needs more. And yeah, I feel like there's there's that element that played a part as well. And also with, of course, Ellis's point about the years, which to be fair to me, is still a bit bonkers that you're not going to give the literally the best player to ever play for the club um, at four years at 29, where I believe he can give us still at least... Minimum two, two or three elite seasons, which will be worth any price per week that we're going to be paying him. So, yeah, man, it's 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 a strange one. It's a strange one that this saga has been going on for this long. To be honest, yeah, I, I ultimately think you will get done. Um, and I understand a little bit of the pause about it. I mean, we have seen situations where it's not even we've seen some drop off, but this isn't an Aubameyang situation where you're putting him on three fifty. And then you just can't shift the guy because of other stuff that's going on. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's other examples of that as well. Weirdly enough, there are all Arsenal examples too, which is odd. But, um, but, would you, but, would you argue, but would you argue this is different because yeah. Salah literally earned the right to say, I want to get paid at the top level because I've given... Right, he's, he's, he's currently the best player in world football and every single pence he will earn in this contract extension bonuses, sign-on fee, every every bit of it, he is sweated and bled for every single dime that'll be in there. It's actually right. crazy. There's no one who actually deserves an extension more than him. Literally, in literally, since I've since I've been watching the Premier League and these crazy contracts are coming, no one has more of a right in all that thing. I've seen Pogba, Aubameyang, Ozil, KDB, Sterling, um, Hazard, so many Aguero, so many top, top talents. And on my life, none of them have deserved the money that they get more than Mo Salah. And they all deserve their money. But none of them deserve it more than Mohamed Salah. And we should not be stalling, in my opinion. I think it's really interesting as well, kind of going back to the matching his ambitions point. So remember that thing that came out about Erling Haaland a few few weeks ago? Um, and it's one that it came from um, Sky Sports Germany, which is quite interesting too. Um, so it wasn't just some, some weird source. You know, it's when we see these weird sources, some, some bloke in Paraguay 
that's come out of a newspaper in Italy who's talking about Liverpool, which you're thinking, okay, that's, that's really weird. Um, it, it came out, you know, one of the things that Salah said was get Erling Haaland in to match the ambition, which I thought was just really interesting. Um, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's mad random, but also when we're thinking about, you know, matching the ambition, making sure there's top level footballers to help fight in every single competition. It it makes complete sense. I find that hard to be honest. You think? That's I mean, I don't, I don't I don't think Salah is the type to be like. I wouldn't have thought he did. I wouldn't have thought he demanded it. You know what I mean? But if you're yeah. on it's like, bro, if this guy's available in it, do it. I think he's he's definitely the point of I want that type of caliber of player, or you know, if I'm gonna sign, we need to be signing you know this type of player or this person or. Not, not, not literally this person, but the profile of player that he may allude to. But hmm. him to be saying, "You better give me Ellen Haaland, or I'm not gonna fucking sign this." <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> Salah pulling that move. I can't lie. It's quite a baller yeah. move. When you, it's quite, it's quite LeBron-like, isn't it? Really, when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think top players want to play with top players, isn't it? And um, I, yeah. I won't, I won't be grudge Salah for saying, yeah, "Let's get some top players in and let's push it to the next level." Um, again, I don't really whatever Salah wants, man. You should just work hard to to get for him. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I've been saying in a few group chats, I don't think he's the type of person who would demand crazy money. But yeah, you should not, you shouldn't disrespect him and not pay him like at least top top money. Considering weird, what the top five also a weird sentiment as well. Sorry, else. There's also like I, I always find there's a weird sentiment. Uh, of people when they begrudgingly hold things over footballers for chasing the bag, yeah, that's just a short career. Yes, well, I think it's insane. You know, like this guy is literally the best at, in the world at his profession, arguably, and you're saying that he shouldn't demand the the, the top salary available in the sport or in his only in his field. Like, I always like, wonder if these people, if you were the best in the world, not in your country, not in your city, not where you're in your, on your street or even in, in your, like, region, in the world at what you do, and you knew that you could get a certain amount for your job at a club that can pay you that amount or an institution that can pay you that amount, why wouldn't you want that? Like, I think it's insane that people try to humble footballers for being the best in the world and wanting to be paid that. Bro, bro, even, let's say, for instance, let's take a random, let's take a random um, vocation, accounting. You finish uni, whatever, you get a job, you're a junior accountant, you say, okay, cool, I'm going to do some qualifications. You do all your qualifications, it takes you about five years to complete. You get to the top of your qualifications, you're now a chartered accountant. Are you telling me you're not going to look for a role that's going to pay you to equivalent of what your status is? You're not going to take a 30 grand role, are you? You're not going to take a 25 grand role, are you? No, you're not. You're going to look for the top end because you are now a top end person. So now, how can you expect a footballer who's at the peak of his powers, who scored over 100 goals in five years to not demand the top end money? It doesn't make sense, does it? No. So people need to realise that these players are at the top end of their profession. Every single boy, girl, yeah, who kicks a football believes that at the age of 10, 
they're going to make it and become a professional footballer. Unfortunately, only 0.18% of people become professional footballers. So if you are now, again, and let alone, let alone a brother from Egypt, yeah? <laughs> a brother from Egypt has come over to these British shores. He's left his hometown in Egypt. He's gone to Switzerland. He's left Switzerland. He's come to England. He's gone back to Italy. Well, he's gone to Italy. And he's forged a career for himself. He's come back to England again. And he's a young guy. Who? What? How old was he when he came to Liverpool? Like 24, 25? Yeah? 25, yeah. Us, yeah, 25. Yeah, we just, some of us, like, that's our like, first couple of years in the work world. And now he's absolutely killing it. Why wouldn't he want to get paid handsomely? It doesn't make sense to me. We should stop looking at and stop making footballers villains just because they want a bit of money. It makes sense. It, and it goes back, so I'm just going to randomly rant quickly. And it goes back to when um when Klopp was saying that these players, are oh, they need to have a rest. And you had people on Twitter saying that, oh, yeah, if I was getting 200 grand a week, I'll play for seven days a week. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Because after day two, you have such a severe migraine from running up and down that you need to sleep. So please, spare with all that bullshit, man. And just leave footballers alone and let them do their job. God bless you. I would also question what those people are criticising are doing with the 24 hours that they have in their day as well. So it's true. And you know what's even funny? You know what's even funny about funny about this? He's earned it. It's not like he's like it's just some superstar that we did, like some unknown quantity or, or unknown that we that we bought and he's saying, Yeah, I want three hundred grand because I'll come to Liverpool and yeah, Wagwan, you're gonna pay me that. He's literally been at your club. All you trophies that you won haven't seen in over in over ten years. Who have, most of us haven't seen in our lifetime, and you're and you're telling him to humble himself when he's asking for the top. He's earned it. Two golden boots. Pay a PFA Player of the Year. How many? Like, come on, man. Like, people have just got to start using their brains. The, the guy's the guy's going to be in strong contention for the Ballon d'Or next year. Oh, of course, of course he is, bro. Like, and it's not like oh, rah, he just randomly one day woke up and went into a house in South Africa or Ibiza and just paraded around for eight weeks, chatting bare shit and coming out and telling people we've all got the same 24 hours. No, <laughs> he hasn't. Do you know what I'm saying? He's, he's working hard. And I feel that if even like Aubameyang getting 300, 350 grand, prior to him signing that deal, he was banging in goals. He was neck and neck with Salah. Do you know what I'm saying? So at that time, giving him 350 grand, it didn't look too mad, did it? Because like no, nobody nobody could foresee the drop off. But prior to that, he was he was doing the business. So I, I believe that if you're doing a business, you should be rewarded for doing the business, man. Also, again, it's like you know, I have a I have a commodity that is very rare in modern football. You need it. This is the going rate. Pay me. Like you said, and, it's no different. It's and, no different to any other job. And he's still like the best in like right now. Man is top scorer in what the 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 prem. Champ, he's up there in the Champions League, like bro. Our, our, our fans are actually insane. Bro, he's got the, he's got, he's got the most like, assists in the league as well. He's oh my god. Sometimes football fans just yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I don't know what like what kind of land or logic that they use in their head. Sometimes it's it's insane. Yeah, football fans are they're very weird. You, you, you get like I think it's a generational thing as well, but it, it is what it is. Um, let's end this week's pod. Um, it's time for the final, the final word. Uh, this week's final word goes back to the man who's literally just returned to us, uh, Anik. Anik, I'm going to give you the final word for this, to sign off on this week's pod. The floor is all yours. 
Listen up, Arsenal fans. Don't worry about <laughs> it. We're Premier League royalty. This is what happens. We played the game. It is what it is. We're going to come on Thursday. No, you're going to come to Anfield on Thursday. You're going to understand what it's going to be like to play in a cup semi-final. We are going to batter you. We're going to beat you in the second leg. And we're going to go on to win that trophy. Try beating Nottingham Forest first before you can rub shoulders with the big boys. On to Liverpool and FSG. Please, can we do something in the transfer window? It's a transfer window, not a contract window. So I would love to see a signature. Uh, not a contract signature. We would love, would love Mo Salah's, would love Mo Salah's contract to get done, but I want to see a transfer. So that's that going to get. Well and good. And like it. That's all you're going to get, and you'll like it, bruv. Don't be asking stupid questions and uh, making crazy requests in the January transfer window. When you know it's not going to happen. Why, why are you calling it transfer window? It's a contract window. Oh, you see, even you're saying that, man. You see, <laughs> no, right. it's, it's it's good to wish, though, isn't it, bro? Um. So yeah, man, it is what it is. Roll on a good week. Let's uh, yeah. So, so so let's beat Arsenal. Let's beat Brentford. Let's keep it stepping. Let's keep it stepping, indeed. And the only place to keep it stepping is the Cop and Fracas Patreon page. Uh, so do head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Cop and Fracas and sign up from just as little as three pounds a day. Look, um, to everyone who has subscribed already, massively appreciate all the lovely support you give to us. Uh, 2022 is going to be a massive year for what we do here at Cop End. So for all of that audio and video content, and to get in on all the fun as well, do head over to the Patreon page and sign up today. But that is all for this week. We've given you a bumper pod full of all sorts of lovely discussions. Um, please leave us a nice review on Apple. Um, but we will see you next week with another edition of Half and Fracas. Until then, stay safe. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Peace. Network.